0: This is your friend, Eckhart. Just ease back into your chair. Feel your hands. Feel your body. Feel your presence. I hope you've been able to clear your mind, for we are going to sit in silence. What is this? Is this some kind of a joke? I spend all this money to come here and listen to this man speak. And he doesn't speak. He's just sitting there. Ah, but sitting there is sometimes the answer. The answer. (laughs) That was a little creepy. My voice, uh, I turned into a serial killer for a second. I had to bring our old friend Eckhart Tolle back for that part because we're going to talk about presents we got to do it. I know I've mentioned it before. I know we've done the breathe episode, but especially with all of the shit that's going on in the world right now, is there anything more important than presence and stillness? I don't think so. It's through presence and stillness that you're able to be clear headed, be able to make good decisions, good solid decisions, both in life and in your art and in whatever you're trying to navigate the art world, trying to get your stuff out there. If you're letting your emotions run rampant and take over, then that's only going to lead you down a bad path. So presence is so important. So we're going to talk about presence a little bit today quickly. Uh, It's end of the week. I've been recording these, it seems like, recently at the end of the week on Friday afternoons. And, you know, nothing's premeditated here. Nothing hardly ever is. I'm just sitting down and wouldn't that be weird if I did a show about presence and I had uh, written it all out beforehand. (laughs) That's not very present, Preston. Present Preston. Say that 10 times. But yeah, I just wanted to talk about presence for a little bit and how we can use it in our lives, how we can use it in our art. This is not going to be a long show, but more of a, just a show to provoke some thought to think about how you can use it more in your life. The best gift you can give to a loved one, to let's say your spouse, to a friend, is your presence, your listening. How often have you actually been around somebody who really listens to you? Somebody who actually sits down, engages with you, looks you in the eyes and listens. And they're in the present moment. They're not waiting for their time to speak next, which is, let's face it, But most people are doing, especially most people in certain regions of the world, if you get my meaning. Uh, Well, anyway, I'm in Los Angeles in Hollywood. There's a lot of that people glancing around looking for somebody important to talk to or somebody more important to talk to. But you know what? You could just be talking to Spielberg in the scruff and in the hat. Pre Spielberg. You could have just blown your chance looking around for somebody more important to talk to. When if you'd just given your presence and you sat there and you listened, you could be in that fucking movie. You could be in the fucking movie. Uh, Okay, back to presence. Calm down. Take it down a notch. So, yeah, there's a saying that my best friend said to me one time, uh, and that is kind of poignant. It stuck with me. And that is, if you have one foot in the past and one foot in the future then you're pissing on the present. (laughs) Excuse the imagery there, but I think that's really true. It's dead on. Um, I think a lot of our problems come from either worrying about the future or having guilt about the past or projecting yourself too much into the future, uh, what you want, what you're longing for, where you want to be. Uh, That is the biggest source of unhappiness, right? The paradox here is that you got to have goals, right? Or you don't have to, but most people do have goals and you want to be striving to accomplish some stuff. That's all fine. I'm not saying you can't do that. But if you do that in a state of presence, you're going to be acting so much more efficiently, effectively. It's going to be rooted in something and it's going to be more conscious and you're probably going to get better results from it. I know it's kind of ironic. It's almost like, People feel like they have to really be efforting and struggling so much to get these things done, but really you're just, you're kind of getting in your own way when you do that. If you take a deep breath and think about it and step back and look at the problem from a state of presence, you're going to uh, come up with a much better decision. And that's why they always tell you, oh, you got a big decision? Why don't you sleep on it, right? I always used to laugh at that, like sleep on it. I don't need to sleep on it. I'm going to make the decision now. I want it now, now, now. But the older I've gotten, the more I've realized the power in that, because you have some time to really digest it and absorb what's going on. I don't know how many times I've actually completely changed my mind uh, the next day. And this has happened on both sides of the coin, which is like one time I pushed the thing and then I, I made the decision hastily and it's ended up being the wrong decision or it's ended up being maybe not the best decision. And the next day I'm like, why did I do that? Why didn't I just think about it for a while? And then the opposite where I've actually been wanting to act quickly, but I've taken my time and I've breathed through it and I've slept on it. And the next day I have made the right decision and I feel comfortable with that. So there is definitely some, uh, some power to that statement as well. Now, I'm not going to be just talking about aphorisms and statements this whole podcast, but I thought those were pretty powerful and they just kind of came to me. So I thought I'd share them with you. But you might be sitting there going like, hey, Preston, that's all fine and good. But what does this have to do with art? Well, I'll tell you everything and nothing. No, it does. I mean, presence has to do with everything. But if you want a specific example of how this applies to your art, well... When I used to paint, I used to come up with ideas, right? And I'd have a very specific conception of what I wanted to paint. Maybe this was back in the time where I was doing more pop surrealism or whatever. And I was trying to make a statement with what I was saying and, you know, maybe something political or, or whatever, something heady that, that I wanted somebody to get out of the painting. Um, if I stuck to that too much, if I stuck to my guns too much and I pushed that while I was working and I was overthinking it. And let's say it wasn't working for whatever reason, but I kept pushing it and I was stubborn and I decided, no, 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 this is going to happen. This is what I'm going to achieve. A lot of times that kind of over-efforting shows and I ended up screwing up the painting. Now, that doesn't always happen. I mean, I think as you get better with art, um, I think part of your mastery of your craft is that you're able to actually get closer to projecting onto the canvas what you initially thought in your mind. And and I've definitely gotten more to that point. And I think that's very exciting. But at the same time, I think it's, it's kind of a combination of both. Like, yes, I develop ideas for paintings, of course. I'm not saying don't have any ideas going into it. Of course you have ideas going into it. But what I do now is I have an idea going into a painting and then I'm present enough that if something comes up in the moment and alters what I was originally thinking, or let's say something's not working. And in the past, I would have just scrapped the painting and be like, oh, this is not working, on to the next. Now I have the presence of mind and the stillness to be able to go, okay, so what's what's happening here? Where is this actually taking me? And then I listen to that, I listen to my gut, and a lot of times I've come up with some of my best paintings, like just listening in that state of presence and going, Oh, this is this is not at all. This painting isn't this. This painting isn't of a goat. No, I'm just kidding. But this painting isn't what I, what I was preconceiving. But that preconception actually got me to that end goal because I started that way, and then I had the presence of mind to let it evolve and adapt and become something else. And that shows. I think you become almost like a conduit. It uh, in the present moment, something's like flowing through you. And a lot of times I'll paint for hours. And and then afterwards, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't remember doing this. Um, I'm not saying I was taken over by a spirit or whatever. But yeah, you, you definitely get into a flow state when you're present um, and when you allow some stillness into your life. And that's powerful. And I think if you cultivate that a little bit, you'll see your work grow. Now, it's a combination, right? It's not like, give a brush to somebody who's never painted before, get present and create a masterpiece. Look, you might get lucky and you might do that, but you still have to hone those skills, right? It has to be a combination of developing skills, honing your craft and this idea of like this spiritual practice kind of meeting it head on, uh, a balance of both skill and stillness and presence. That's where it comes from. I think that is when you're really firing on all cylinders. It's like they say uh, success is when luck and preparation meet, right? Well, maybe real skill is where time and uh, honing of the skill and presence meet. I think that might be what it is. That's it. I don't have to do any more podcast episodes. We've figured it all out here. But anyway, this is some food for thought. I know I always say heading off to the weekend, you're probably listening to this on a Tuesday or Wednesday, but (laughs) maybe you can, maybe you can project yourself into the weekend, but just some food for thought to think about and to, you know, maybe start to apply to your uh, art practice a little bit. You might be going great, but how do I get better at this? How do I cultivate this? Well, I was doing an Eckhart Tolle impersonation at the beginning of the episode and he's a good place to start. Find him on YouTube, uh, buy any of his books, The Power of Now. One of my favorites is A a New Earth. That's great. Uh, It's not for everybody, but it's a great window. Find whoever, you know, speaks to you, whatever resonates. Maybe it's just meditation. Maybe it's a meditation app. Maybe it's Calm or Headspace or whatever gets you there, right? But it's a muscle like anything else. I used to be a go, go, go person fed by anxiety and caffeine. And, you know, it didn't always or it wasn't always conducive to me being a happy person or the kind of productive person that I wanted to be. I found that when I started to kind of ease back into a state of stillness and a state of presence, uh, while having those other things still in play, like goals and the yearning to get ahead or to uh, get somewhere with my art, once I kind of balance those two out is when things kind of seem to lock into place. So if you need to learn how to meditate, You can do that. I have a great episode before called Breathe With Me, where I do a guided meditation. That's a great way to kind of experience some of that, see if that works for you. And if it doesn't work for you, you know, explore some other things. But I think you're going to find that this helps you in your art, uh, in your art practice. I know I just interviewed Theodosia Marchant, and she, I was surprised to hear she doesn't paint with music. She paints with silence. And I was like, yeah, I get that. Because stillness is what I'm talking about. Presence. I'm able to kind of lock into a state of presence and stillness when I'm creating through music. But maybe you just need silence. I think that's beautiful. So different strokes for different folks, people. But find your way, um, your gateway into some stillness. And try your hand at some creations, some new creations in that state. I think you'll be happy with what you get. Look forward to hearing from y'all on social media, on socials and uh, email, wherever you can contact me. Maybe you just shout at me from the car driving by rapidly. That always works. But yeah, I'd love to hear from you and see your thoughts on this, hear your thoughts on this. I can also see thoughts in my state of presence. <laughs> that's another reason to develop this. No, but to hear your thoughts on this topic. And maybe you try it out and it works for you. Love to hear some uh, success stories, uh, even if that's just a cool painting. Take it easy, everybody. And if nothing else, do this for your state of mind right now. I know we're all dealing with so much bombarded by climate change, the pandemic, political madness, uh, racism, and fire NATOs. Come on, people. We've got fire NATOs to deal with right now. <laughs> My wife and I just had, we just lived through the highest recorded temperature ever in Los Angeles County. It was about a mile from us, 121 degrees. So that was fun on our anniversary. But uh yeah, so if anything can get you through all this madness, it is presence and stillness. So I hope you enjoyed it and look forward to the next episode. This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful. So thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.